Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. We're your hosts, John Steiner and Sinclair Fleetwood. We're experienced psychedelic guides, retreat facilitators, and keepers of the sacred fire on a mission to help you transform your mystical medicine experiences into a sustainable way of life. Did you connect with a vision for your life through your work with plant medicines but have no idea how to make it happen? Are you struggling to maintain your spiritual connection, find your community, and be fully yourself? If you want to be unapologetically authentic, connect to your purpose, and live the life you know is possible, well then this podcast is for you. Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about one of the best um, kept secrets. It's, it's not really a secret, but I don't know how why everyone hasn't stumbled across it yet. We're going to be talking about the San Pedro cactus. Uh, ayahuasca and mushrooms recently are getting a lot of press, and somehow San Pedro seems a little left out. But for us, it's one of our favorite medicines. We've done a lot of heavy lifting in our healing with this uh, wonderful cactus, and we wanted to share with you a little bit of its history, what exactly is it, and what is it like working with it? Why do we love it so much? Oh, San Pedro, what a beautiful, beautiful plant. I had no idea what San Pedro was when I first started working with medicine. And like a lot of people, I was looking for an ayahuasca retreat. And as I was doing research, this medicine San Pedro kept popping up. And San Pedro grows in South America in the Andes Mountains and is found in Peru, in Colombia, in Bolivia, in Ecuador, and parts of Argentina. I think. <clears throat> and so it's actually, it is the medicine of the Andes. And it is, has a very long history of ceremonial and therapeutic use way back, at least as long as ayahuasca that we know of. And John can share a little bit more about that specifically, the culture around it. But San Pedro kept coming up and I became curious and I was like, you know, what is this medicine? And then when we worked at the retreat center, we would laugh because we would say, well, hmm. like, people come for the ayahuasca, but they stay for the San Pedro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it really is a powerful, powerful healing companion and partner. And we're really, really excited to talk about how much we love this medicine today. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fast uh, growing columnar cactus. It's... Um... Some other reasons, just in addition to all the um, great healing that it brings, is it's super sustainable. It mm -hmm. grows everywhere. Its natural habitat is a huge range. Mm -hmm. And then outside of the natural habitat, it can be grown um, in many places of the world. Mm -hmm. And it grows fast. Um, something like um, a peyote cactus is going to take seven, eight times as long to um, get to the same... Um, usable bits of medicine mm -hmm. so it's very fast growing and it's like where we were staying in ecuador it's like you can't walk down a single street without stumbling into at least one cactus mm -hmm. so it's everywhere it's such a beautiful thing to see it grow especially when you have a relationship with it and you've healed with it to walk around in a country where it grows on the street is like feels very magical to mm -hmm. me i really love that um, so what about the history of San Pedro? Like who, where does this come from? So people have been using it in the Andes since time immemorial. There was, um, like the Incas used it for, well, many things, but one of the things was to run, people would drink it and then run fish from the coast all the way up into Cusco in like one day. So mm. people in Cusco could have fresh fish. 
Mm-hmm. It's very like energizing cactus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a um, temple complex in Peru called Chavin de Huantar, mm-hmm. and it was their main sacrament. Um, people made pilgrimages to this temple from all over to come drink the cactus. Um, and for the same reason that we drink the cactus, it got its, well, it has a couple names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Wachuma or Awakoya. Is Wachuma is the Quechua word? I believe. Yes. Um, I don't know where Awakoya comes from. Um, and it's called San Pedro. And the reason it's called San Pedro is the, um, well, the Spanish came over and what's going on with this cactus? These people are drinking this cactus. And they had some of the cactus and they said it brought them to the gates of heaven. So St. Peter's at the gates of heaven, St. Peter, St. Pedro. So the cactus got its name that way. And the other story going around is that the um, um, local people, the indigenous people called it San Pedro so they could talk about it um, without (laughs) anyone knowing what they were talking about. They Uh thought they were converted to Catholicism and speaking about the, the saint. And really they were talking about this, this cactus. I really like that story the best. Yeah, it's subversive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, but the cactus is like a heart opener. Mm-hmm. And um, this opening of the heart and walking right up to the gates of heaven is really the same thing. They're synonyms. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a very like heart healing medicine. We have an um, elder that says, that ayahuasca is medicine for the soul, San Pedro is medicine for the heart, and they both take you to the same place just through a different route. San Pedro contains mescaline. That is the kind of active, psychoactive ingredient in the medicine. But it also has tons of alkaloids and the... I can't remember exactly the number, which you can look this up on Google. It's like, depending on the cactus, like up to five or six other ones that they've identified. Mm-hmm. And so... In combination with, you know, the mescaline, alkaloids, all working together in this plant to create this effect, this healing experience. And the thing that San Pedro has that, you know, taking a synthetic version of this that's been removed from the plant or synthesized into a pill is the grandfather. Mm -hmm. So San Pedro is known as the grandfather spirit. Yeah, and it's... um... Well, at least in the tradition that we work with, um, kind of the understanding is that ayahuasca is a feminine spirit and um, her male counterpart is the San Pedro cactus. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really nice to work with both of these medicines to really get a a balanced and um, more complete picture of the healing. Oftentimes, like for myself, I'll get something very abstract and conceptual with ayahuasca. Um, and San Pedro will help um, put that into more practical and like actionable terms for me. Um, so they work in tandem really beautifully. I love that team. Oh. It's really been for me the key to finding a medicine path, a healing path, a path of expansion, a path of spiritual alchemy, of really transmuting, you know, my belief system, my limiting beliefs, fears, overcoming blocks, limitations, using these medicines together as a team, as my grandparents, my abuelos, (laughs) has absolutely changed my life. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, I think that happens with a lot of people. Ayahuasca is a very, very beautiful, powerful, intense experience. And San Pedro is the same, but it works differently. And so part of what we wanted to talk about today is kind of like, who is this for? Who should work with this medicine? And who, depending on what you're looking for and what you're wanting to explore within yourself, will this be a good medicine for you? And what does San Pedro do best? You know, what are what are the strengths of this medicine? And then why do people struggle with it? Because people really struggle with San Pedro. A lot of people have a hard time with it. So we're going to talk about that next. We really think San Pedro is great for everyone. If you're looking to heal, there's it's another great ally in um, on the healing path. So one of the, well, for me, the main reason I like San Pedro is because it really connects me to my heart. And when I search my heart for guidance, I always get led in a good direction. Um, so with the medicine or with whatever other practice I'm doing, this is really like where I'm trying to connect to and what I'm trying to have lead me. Uh, and San Pedro is really for me unparalleled in bringing my consciousness directly to my heart and really putting on like rose colored lenses and <laughs> helping me see everything through um, a lens of love. I think that you mean heart shaped glasses. <laughs> yeah, ro rose colored heart shaped glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's really, um, especially uh, if you work with it and build a relationship with it and begin to get to know it and let it get to know you, it can really open you up to seeing things as your heart sees them, like John just said. Mm -hmm. Seeing things as they really are, mm -hmm. as our teachers would say. And without the lens of the mind clouding anything, like it brings this clarity of understanding that just comes directly from the heart. Mm. And when you work with it with ayahuasca, the way that it works for me, and I, I think this happens with a lot of people, is the ayahuasca, like John said, it brings you something. It gives you a new understanding, a new consciousness, a new way of thinking, or you see something that has happened in your past or a way that you do things or and you understand why. And San Pedro gives you the power to do something about it. Mm. And for me, that power, that heart power, the heart-centered, heart-led action part is the real deal. Because without without the action and without the motivation to change something, I'm really just having a drug experience. Mm. <laughs> and that's not why that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this so I can grow and I can expand and I can live in a way that's beneficial to myself and to everyone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The mind brings like, um, the, um, the history of past experiences to each new scenario and the mind categorizes and labels things and separates and divides. And this is this, this is that, this is this. And with the cactus, it's very easy to see that everything is one thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very easy to see in the present moment without the, um, the history of the past experiences. And really, this is the key to seeing things as they are, as they really are. It's really great for making and breaking agreements. 
we have a friend um, well, who's reminding us in a ceremony that we call these plants medicine plants. And to our ancestors, they were plants of power. And they were plants of power where agreements could be made or broken. Mm-hmm. And really it's the making or breaking of these agreements that is the medicine. So what do we mean by that is like, we have agreements about ourselves or agreements about the world. They're stories we tell ourselves and, or someone told us and we agree mm-hmm. and say, yes, this is true. Um, you know, maybe someone told us that we weren't good enough and we were too young to disagree. So we said, yes, you're right. I'm not good enough. And, or maybe looking out on the world, we look out on the world, we've been watching a lot of news and, you know, we went, <laughs> we went to a school and <laughs> it's like, we're just living Western life, right? It's easy to look out on the world and have, um, we people, are... people tell you a story about the world's an awful place and mm-hmm. the earth is in trouble. We're destroying her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of agreements that we can look out and make on the world. And the, our grandfather, the San Pedro, really brings um, these agreements up to the surface to see, well, what are you going to do with that agreement? It invites you by showing you this agreement. Do you believe that? Do you want to keep agreeing to that? Or do you want to break that agreement and make a new one? Mm-hmm. And by the breaking of the agreements and making new ones, we're bringing healing to ourselves. We're bringing a new way of life and we're bringing a new consciousness and we're stepping into our power. I mean, think about how healing it is to break the agreement of I'm not good enough to I am good and I am worthy of love. Mm -hmm. It's a drastic, drastic shift. The heart knows the truth. So that's why this medicine is so powerful because it reminds you what you already know in your heart mm. that you are good enough that you're not only good enough but you are divine light and you are part of consciousness that is also divine light and you are here for a purpose and for a reason and whatever steps that you had to take whatever trauma you had to go through whatever happened to you whatever you have done to someone else all of that was to get you to this point and all of that was necessary to bring you to this point. And it teaches you how to be grateful for the hard things in your life. Mm. It teaches you how to be in compassion, to understand someone else's point of view, to understand, well, this is why my parents did this. And this is why this relationship with this person didn't work out. And this is why, you know, I had an addiction or, I mean, that was, for, that's what San Pedro helped me become grateful for my addiction, which even when I say it now sounds crazy, but mm-hmm. it's not crazy. It's actually true. And that's really how I feel is that I'm so grateful that I was addicted to alcohol because having that experience and overcoming that and choosing to have a different life and choosing to have the life that is aligned with my heart. That was my choice, and these medicines empowered me to make that choice. Uh-huh. It's taught me how to um, see that everything is happening for me, mm-hmm. and that there's always some lesson in some circumstance that things didn't go the way I wanted, or were a little uncomfortable, or were painful, or were difficult, or you know, heavy, or whatever it was. 
it was for my benefit to teach me something. And the um, Wachuma has really been like instrumental for me in cultivating that perspective, that understanding and that way of um, asking myself when something comes up like that, okay, well, what is the lesson in this? How is this happening for me? How is this yet another example of the creator's love for me? Um, and, you know, it sounds like what I'm saying is like, it would be wonderful if I could really do that all the time. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm able to do that, my life flows so much smoother, so much easier, and with so much less resistance. It's much more comfortable for me, much more enjoyable when I'm able to cultivate that understanding, cultivate that, that perspective. Um, and in my life, this cactus has really been the, the best teacher of that perspective for me. You're the MVP, San Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the kind of more practical like things you need to know about San Pedro. Because a lot of people go into these ceremonies and experiences and don't understand. They think it's going to be, well, I've, had, I've heard it's like MDMA, or I've heard it's like acid, or I've heard it's like you know, a little bit like ayahuasca, but not really. And so we want to kind of bust some of the myths and just share like what happens in during the experience and what it feels like. Mm. And first of all, we can't tell you what's going to feel like for you because it's going to feel how it feels for you. Your, your experience is unique and your experience with it will be different every time. That's how these medicines work. Mm. It's a personal relationship and a personal journey that you're going on so you're building a connection with the medicine and it will be different every time and some of the time it might be more difficult and more uncomfortable and more um unfun i guess <laughs> and other times you might feel euphoric you might feel overwhelming joy i've had the last san pedro experience i did i was so overwhelmed with love that I felt like it, my cells were exploding in my body with love. Like I couldn't physically hold all the love. It was so intense. Like I was just practically passing out from how much love I felt. So what happens in the ceremony? Well, I haven't been to every ceremony, but <laughs> in, in the ceremonies that we go to, we pray and sing and mm -hmm. drink the medicine and it lasts a lot longer than ayahuasca typically. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, there's Sinclair was saying it's like everyone's different. Um, but typically ayahuasca is like, um, you know, a handful of hours experience. Mm. And typically <laughs> San Pedro is two handfuls of hours <laughs> experience. That's a good way to think about it. <laughs> but again, these are, you know, generalities and mm -hmm. we know that life really isn't generalities. So, um, but in general, you can expect a, a longer, longer ride than something like ayahuasca or like the mushrooms or anything like that. Um, and the, for me, it's very, depending on how much I drink, the effects change. Sometimes it's more visual. Other times it's less visual. Other times it's more physical or less physical. But the thing that is really consistent for me is 
this like connecting to my heart, the opening of my heart and the heart being the the guiding force for my consciousness in that that time when I'm sitting with the cactus. How about for you? I have grown to think of these plant medicines and the spirit that comes is an exciting adventure that I'm going on with my grandfather. And what that looks like is in ceremony. And so San Pedro is generally, I think always in a tea, it's a drink that you drink. And it will be in varying strengths. So for sometimes it's less, a little less strong. Sometimes it's very strong. So how much you drink is going to be very dependent on who's serving the medicine, how strong it is, what the ceremony is going to be like. A lot of times, um, especially in the tradition where we work, there's a walk of power. So the medicine may not be as intense because you need to be able to like take a little hike up a mountain. <laughs> um and then when you come back down from the mountain, the medicine may really kick in. Like it can, it's a, it's an adventure. It's like going on an adventure with your grandfather. And sometimes these adventures will have very strong, you know, physical and visual heart opening effects. And sometimes that looks like pain, mm. anger, fear, um, especially when I first started working with San Pedro, and I actually just sent a, um, an email about this to our mailing list, um, I was telling a story about my first experience with San Pedro and how what I found when I went on the adventure with my grandfather was rage. And this rage was so deep and far inside of me that I did not know it was there. And this is kind of coming up to the question, like, well, why do people struggle with San Pedro? And... I think what that can look like is tapping into a repressed emotion like mm -hmm. fear, shame, grief, rage, something that is in your heart that you are not either not aware of mm. or not ready to look at or feel. Yeah, well, well <clears throat> saying the medicine opens your heart and when there's hurt or pain in the heart, when it's open, that's what's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, and we've met a lot of people that are like, they say, well, I don't really like the San Pedro. It makes me feel anxious or makes me feel angry or it makes me feel enraged or whatever. Um, and we think good. <laughs> and this is something that's, the medicines don't make us feel anyway. Mm -hmm. They show us ways that we're already feeling emotions, vibrations we're already carrying within us. Mm -hmm. They're not going to put anything into us. Mm -hmm. It's just revealing what's already there. And, well, being fractals of the infinite all, <laughs> we contain both infinite joy and infinite sorrow. And the way to um, work with the, the sorrow, the pain, the hurt, the anger is to feel it. Um, like Sinclair says all, all the time, the only way out is through. And it can feel a little different than working with other medicines. Like with ayahuasca, um, oftentimes people are talk about having like a verbal conversation with the medicine. So they're able to ask like, 
you know, what is this? Oh, that's your anxiety. That's your fear. That's your this, or it's, it's presented in a different way with San Pedro. And for me, there's not as much of a dialogue around it. It's just a vibration. The grandfather brings it up to the surface and says, okay, here it is. What are you going to do with it? So kind of the ball's in my court to figure out like, well, am I going to sit here and just ruminate on being angry? Or am I going to take this opportunity with an open heart and to embrace my anger and to rock it like a baby in my arms and figure out what does it need? How can I help you, anger? So we can transmute you into something else. Yeah, it's... um. It's amazing how this particular medicine, and I think ayahuasca does this too, but it teaches, it's trying to teach us how to cope with our emotions in regular Mm. life. And because it's able to open us up and go so far into emotions that we have stored in our body and in our consciousness that we don't want to deal with, that we weren't able to deal with at the time. I mean, that's what trauma is, right? Trauma Stored trauma is something that we could not face at the time because it was too difficult. And it's a storing trauma and having trauma responses and getting triggered and all of that. These are protective measures that mm-hmm. your your consciousness is protecting you. This isn't something bad. This is something that your your mind is doing to help you to to keep you from feeling this really difficult thing. And a lot of times what happens when we are not able to feel our emotions is they start coming out in other ways, like physical illnesses and anxiety and depression and chronic pain and stress illnesses and insomnia and like all these different illnesses that come from not feeling the feelings. Mm -hmm. And so San Pedro is difficult for people because of that reason, because one of the first things that happens with it is it's asking you to look into the darkness. It's, it is shadow work. Mm. It's like you are doing the shadow work in the ceremony. And a lot of people feel very elated on San Pedro. And if you're in a ceremony and you're like, I want to murder everybody in here who's got (laughs) a smile on their face. That doesn't, that doesn't feel good. Especially if you don't know how to handle that, because that is normal. Mm. Feeling enraged on San Pedro is absolutely normal. Feeling overwhelming grief, overwhelming shame, feeling dark, painful, traumatic experiences come out is normal. That's what this medicine does. And a lot of people are told, well, it's like MDMA. And it's like if you've taken MDMA at a rave or something and you sat in a cuddle puddle with a bunch of people, that is not (laughs) remotely like what San Pedro feels like. And it, I mean, I think that the MDMA comparison often comes from people that have not worked with San Pedro that much because it's doesn't really do justice to the plant spirit that is guiding you. Yeah, there's no spirit with MDMA. Yeah, this is a a master consciousness here to help (laughs) teach us, protect us, and help to guide our lives in a good direction that's in the benefit for all beings. This is not the same as some synthetic compound. (laughs) Yeah, and that's not to say that you know MDMA cannot be therapeutic. It absolutely can be. It's just not. These two things are very, very different. So if you're coming into a San Pedro ceremony expecting an MDMA experience, it's going to feel 
not like that and it can be disappointing and you know what we say about expectations is where you start to suffer because when you have a bunch of expectations and then they don't get met that creates suffering so so the um, working with these things though like all the um, difficult part we've said with the medicine is like a necessary first step mm -hmm. if that's what's within your heart to transmute and to move through into love, mm -hmm. into joy, into elation. Mm -hmm. All of all of that is what is our natural state. And the trauma, the anger, the pain, the hurt, whatever, is just like, um, it's like a blackout curtain on top of the window. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is open the curtain and the light is already there coming through. So all we have to do is work to feel these things, to see what they're asking of us, to, to process them, to sit with them, to not run from them. And when we are able to do that, the, um, all the beauty we're looking for in life shines right through our heart with this medicine. It's pretty sneaky too, because even when you're feeling something difficult and something hard, when you lean into it, it's just like ayahuasca. When you surrender into the, the difficulty and surrender into, you know, the anger or whatever it is, you have this beautiful heart centered, gentle, masculine medicine that is the lens through which you're able to feel mm -hmm. this feeling it softens your anger into compassion. Mm -hmm. It releases the power of fear and turns it into opportunity and excitement. It mm -hmm. like it transmutes the feeling while you're feeling it into something more positive and more beneficial for you mm -hmm. and and for everyone. So when you re when you feel these things and you really experience, you know, whatever happened to you whatever has been holding you back, whatever, you know, you've been stuck with and you let it through, you're not only releasing yourself, but you're, you're healing your ancestors, you're healing your family, you're healing your friendships, you're healing your relationships, you're healing, you're healing yourselves, your body, your, oh, well, I want to talk about the, the <laughs> bio, biological healing power of this plant. I was also. Just say. You are powerfully saying that, you're a spiritual alchemist and you are alchemizing pain into joy. You're no. alchemizing whatever happened to you into a purpose. And the purpose is to enjoy your life and move forward in your life in a way that feels like your heart is leading the way instead of being controlled by resentment or shame or fear mm. or anger or whatever, you know, was doing the steering behind the scenes <laughs> that you weren't aware of. One of the things I... I don't even, it was like, a, it's a complex of emotions and thoughts and stuff that was like really kind of hard to put one label on, mm -hmm. but since it's me, most likely like criticism, anger complex is like the, well, <laughs> the, the main one. Criticism, anger, and judgment. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of main. The trifecta. Yeah. The main. <laughs> The main three heads on the Hydra. Right. There were some other stuff in there, but those are normally the main three. Mm -hmm. And 
as I worked with those, well, at the beginning of my relationship with San Pedro, my hip and back on my right side would get so locked up and tight. My jaw, all on my right side, just tight, 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 tight. Mm -hmm. And the more I worked with the feelings that were coming up on this, with this medicine, the more I felt this tension release mm. to where, well, it's not like now I don't ever have it, but the times at which that tension is in those places over the, over my relationship with this medicine have become less frequent mm -hmm. and when they show up less intense. Mm -hmm. So I know that as I work with the, um, whatever head is on the hydra that day, mm -hmm. I can feel my physical body responding in a different way, making new agreements and releasing old emotions and pain. And instead of its place, its natural state of feeling supple and good. Nice. Yeah. What about you? You had some pretty... I've had a few different powerfully healing uh -huh. physical experiences with San Pedro. But my very first one was when I first moved to Ecuador to manage the ayahuasca center. I had been in the States and I was like getting myself together to move there. And I went to see my OBGYN and I had had a lot of reproductive problems in my life, like lots of pain and lots of like really heavy bleeding during my periods. And I had really suffered in that area. It was something that ever since I was a little kid, I would get sick and like, you know, throw up and it was awful. And I had lost a lot of blood. I was very anemic. And um, so I was getting myself checked out because I was going to move to a different country and just wanted to you know, make sure, get my annual exam. And I had been in Ecuador for about a month working at the center. And I got a message from my mom that like, this doctor's office was trying to reach me and I had been, my exam was in August. So this is October. And I was just like, okay, this is weird. And I finally got a hold of them and they said, Oh, you know, we've been trying to reach you. Not very hard, obviously, <laughs> but we've been trying to reach you. Your, um, pap smear came back. Um, bad. It's you have abnormal precancerous cells in your cervix. We need to do, a colposcopy, which is like where they do, they go into your cervix and like scrape the lining of it out to like get the cells off, I guess. It did not sound, does, that doesn't sound fun, does it? No. no. And anyway, I'm in Ecuador and I don't have any, I'm not going back to the United States to get this done. So I start freaking out because that was something that was a little freaky you know when someone a doctor person says the word cancer to you like in any context it does not feel good and I was scared because I was in a country where I didn't speak the language and I didn't know what to do and so I um during the month that I had been there I had been drinking a lot a lot of San Pedro <laughs> I had been doing like you know five or six ceremonies in the month and i had had some on the break from like i was really happy to be back near this medicine because i really love it and it was helping me heal and as soon as i found out about this i started in my ceremonies putting an intention to like healing this situation that was going on in my body and one of the shamans there let me work with her black obsidian mirror and if you don't know obsidian is a very powerful it's volcanic glass. Yeah, it's a volcanic glass that is used a lot on like 
the physical body and particularly in on the womb to kind of draw out negative energy and diseased energy and like you know illness and so I you know would sit in the ceremonies with this mirror on my womb and my you know on my body and um I ended up finally going to the hospital in Cuenca near where we lived and getting a you know I told the doctor I took all my test results and I was explaining to them what happened and they were like well we're not just going to do this invasive procedure like let's run the test again it's been you know it's been a few months and let's see Hmm. and I about a week later got the test results back and there was no nothing wrong Hmm. they were completely normal and that was the first experience I'd had with San Pedro of like getting a very massive physical healing Hmm. in a short amount of time and I've had two or three exams in the u.s since then and i've never had anything come back up Hmm. again it's completely Hmm. gone so i mean wow like i would never have been a person that would believe in and that that could happen but now i know that that's what these plants do because they've done it to me multiple times and like different you know like i've had so much physical healing from these plants it's like you were saying before like clearing out the emotion the trauma Mm -hmm. the whatever is attached to the consciousness, the mental body, the emotional body that's finally manifesting as disease or illness. Mm-hmm. When that clears, the physical body has no choice but to follow suit. Right, exactly. And on our most recent trip, I, you know, I've been talking about this a little bit on the podcast about this chronic pain in my back and my, you know, having sciatica and this stuff that has been going on with me for, you know, multiple years now. And San Pedro has been so integral in helping me learn how to be in my heart and enjoy and how physically healing it has been for me to enjoy myself and to have fun and to allow the positive beautiful gratitude I have for my life to come through and to it's really like dissolved these blocks that I had around myself that pain that chronic pain can create what it makes your life feel small it makes you feel like this is the only thing that has your attention Mm. and the more that I worked with San Pedro and in fact we did a San Pedro sweat lodge which I was terrified to do because sweat lodges are physically very demanding and I got through it I did all the sweat lodges and San Pedro was teaching me the way that you're going to heal your body is through movement, mm. through dance, through fluidity and flow and like moving this energy of in this old way of thinking of like, I can't move, I can't do this, I can't do that. So that's another way that it heals your body is by teaching you how to heal your mind. Mm. It really is like, there's a lot of... Um... There's a lot of entities I love in this world. <clears throat> my mom and my dad, my sister and Sinclair, <laughs> and I have a lot of good friends. And right up there on the top of the list, <laughs> along with all these like close friends and family, has got to be this cactus. <laughs> it, it really does feel like the grandfather. Mm. Um, I was talking to one of our teachers. She's not an elder, but she is an elder in the spirit way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's younger than me, but she's still in she's a spiritual elder. But she was saying like she didn't understand why people don't like San Pedro. She says, Why do the people they come, they drink the ayahuasca, they 
they like the ayahuasca, but they don't enjoy the San Pedro. She says, for me, the I love my grandfather. The She says it's just like this pure, open, loving, euphoric, blissful relationship. And I told her that I think it's part of it is because San Pedro does not slap you in the face with its healing. He is much more subtle and much mm. more... Asking you to participate. Mm-hmm. It's a participatory experience and it's a san pedro is asking you to stand in your power Uh. and i think a lot of people come with this medical model expecting to be a patient and san pedro does not treat you like a patient san pedro treats you like an empowered creator (laughs) that you are (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when i was explaining this to her she was like oh that makes sense that makes sense Uh and um you know she was talking about how People come to the Andes to do ayahuasca, but the real medicine of the Andes is, is San Pedro. And like the indigenous people of these mountains, they're drinking San Pedro. They're not serving yeah. ayahuasca. Like most of the medicine ceremonies that are happening in Ecuador are San Pedro. Yeah. Because that's... That's what's there. That's what's there. That's and, what they have the history with. Yeah. So, um, so what is... what? How, what should you expect? Like how, what is a good, what are some good advices around handling the experience of San Pedro in the moment? I think, well, just like any medicine is like, just like what you were saying, like if you're waiting for the medicine to heal you, you've gotten off on a, I don't want to say wrong foot. There is no wrong steps on this, on a path, but it's on a better foot if you're looking to participate in your healing. Mm-hmm. So when something comes up, be ready to ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? How is this trying to help me grow in a good way that's beneficial for me? And participate because when we ask ourselves those questions, we will find the answer. Or if we ask the cactus <laughs> those questions, we will find an answer. And it's through doing that that we step into our power. Um, I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Like, the cactus isn't going to do it for you because every time someone does the healing for you, whether it's that someone is a plant or a person or whatever, they're snatching just a little bit of your power, saying, you can't do this on your own. I'll do it. And the cactus doesn't see anyone as anything other than what they are, a piece of divine light and empowered creator who is capable of healing themselves. Mm-hmm. So the cactus will invite you. So the best advice I have is to accept the invitation. Yeah, I would say my best advice is to, before you ever get on the plane or you know set foot in the ceremony, is to prepare yourself to be willing because I think the most powerful thing you can cultivate in preparation to work with any of these medicines is willingness. Mm. Willingness to participate, willingness to surrender, willingness to say, oh my God, that is terrifying and I'm going to look and lean into that anyway because that's what's being asked of me. Mm. That willingness for me is the key to all of it. It's in that place that is so terrifying that the key to our new life waits for us. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't know about you, but I would like to go drink some San Pedro right now. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for spending some time learning about San Pedro with us. We love this. We love this cactus, obviously. He's our bro. He's our dude. He's our grandfather. We love him. And we love talking about him. And we love helping people find their way to him and heal by working with, with him. And uh, so if you are... Or if you have had a, if you're interested in having or have had an experience with this medicine, reach out to us, let us know. How are you doing with it? And as always, we share about our program, Rise and Align. It's a four-month container uh, where you are safe, supported, and, um, well, encouraged to build your, wing, build your nest and spread your wings and fly. And it's where we help people integrate and process and learn, grow and call in the vision so you can have the life that you really deserve. So if you want to learn more about that, you should book an alignment call with us. You can visit our website at mysticalheartcollective.com and find out how to do that. And yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace.